Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're all doing fantastic. Welcome to a Feminine Impression Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Daff, and we are continuing our series on how to be a elegant woman. This is part three of the series. So if you haven't listened to part one and part two, I would encourage you to do that first and then come back and listen to this. We are talking about how to be elegant on the outside and on the inside. Today, we're going to focus on some traits that are more internal and it'll help to allow you to feel like a woman who cares about every detail of her life, not just the mundane things like going to work and taking care of your kids or taking care of your parents or your children, but actually taking time to curate a lifestyle that feels authentic to you and also makes you feel good. And this is not easy, but nothing worthwhile is. It will pay off and it'll show up in every aspect of your life. One way to really show that you are an elegant woman is your willingness to learn about other people. When you enter into a conversation with someone, as an elegant woman, your goal shouldn't necessarily be about telling them what you want to say but more so about what you can learn in this short conversation. What can you gain with this conversation? And it can be something that the person actually tells you, or it can be something that comes up through maybe the way that they're speaking or something you say and their reaction to it, right? So you're coming in with a mind open to learning. And that's learning in general, learning about other cultures, learning about other systems and other ways of thinking about things, just being open, having an open mind. It's a very elegant way to be as a woman, not feeling like you have to always be right, not having to be argumentative and prove your point and always even have to state your point. It's actually a really elegant quality to listen to something and not necessarily react to it right away and take some time and think about it. And if it's appropriate later on in the conversation, if you've thought about it and you have an opinion, you can state it or not. And that's a very powerful position to be in where you don't feel like you have to impose your beliefs and your thoughts in a conversation, especially when it comes to strangers or social situations. But being open to learning about other people and being empathetic to other people's journeys is a very elegant trait to exhibit because at the end of the day, we don't understand everyone's journey. Everyone goes through things that we may think we know why a person does a certain thing or why a person made a certain choice or looks a certain way or believes a certain thing. But because we haven't lived their life, because we don't know the whole story, regardless of what they even share, because most people don't share everything, it's important to keep an open mind and know that you don't know everything. And that will keep you out of judgment and it'll keep you in a place where you're always growing. Another trait of an elegant woman is paying attention to details. And I'm talking about details in every aspect of life. Now, this is also a very feminine thing to do, right? To pay attention to the smaller things and not do things in a way where you're hurried and rushed and trying to be efficient. 
but taking the time to care about the little things. And this can come into play when we're talking about something as simple as your cup of tea, (laughs) drinking your cup of tea in a mug that you think is beautiful and your favorite color or in your favorite style and not just drinking anything in any sort of container. And I'm saying this because this happens in life. If you're rushing around, you may drink a hot cup of coffee in a glass, <laughs> or you might drink water in a coffee mug. And it doesn't give you the same experience drinking water in a coffee mug as it would in a beautiful glass or even in a wine glass. And going in that same direction, if you're setting a table, elegant women pay attention to detail. So you're paying attention to the color of the placemats and the chargers and the plates and seeing if the plates match with the forks and the spoons, and if there's candles on the table, how all of those colors play. And maybe you'll change the color scheme depending on the season that you're in. Maybe you'll have one for autumn, and you'll have one for summer, you'll have one for Christmas, and you care about the little things. These details come into play with the way that you look, okay? Paying attention to the details on your frame. So paying attention to your hairstyles and your nail polish and your jewelry. This is different than wearing things that are elegant. I'm specifically talking about the attention that you're putting into every little thing. And it's not in a way where you are being vain and only caring about things, but this trait translates to everything. When you're someone who pays attention to detail, you pay attention to the way a person makes a certain face when you say something. Okay, that's how you can tell if maybe you said something that hurt someone or annoyed someone. Or maybe you said something and the person made a face that maybe signaled that they're thinking about something or they experienced something. And then later on, you can circle back and you can ask them about it. And they'll be surprised that you even noticed. So this is talking about details in every aspect. It's not just details on things that are materialistic, but details matter in every aspect of life because it shows that you care. It shows that you see, and it shows that you want things to be as good as they can possibly be. And so you focus on those things in order to somehow enhance them. And this is a very elegant way of living. Women who are elegant pay attention to details and they may be the most subtle thing. But when you're someone who pays attention to details, you also appreciate when you see people who paid attention to details in the things that they do, you'll notice it and you'll appreciate it because you know that it's not an easy thing to do, but it's a very sophisticated and elegant way of being. As an elegant lady, it's also important for you to know when enough is enough. As I've been saying in this series, when it comes to elegance, less is more. And it's not always about how much you have or how much you're doing. It's about the quality. And when you're elegant, you have an internal motivation to do things in a way that show that you are controlled. There is a certain level of control to your movements, to your speech, and to your behavior. So you're paying attention to how your body is functioning. So if you're eating something, you know when you feel full and you actually listen to your body and say, okay, that's enough. I don't need to keep eating. 
And I'm not talking about eating at a restaurant. I'm talking about eating at home when it's just you and your hot wings or you and your chips or your ice cream or your cupcakes. Knowing when enough is enough. And this also comes into play when you're drinking alcohol. If you're going out somewhere and you're partying, it's necessary for you to pay attention to how much you've been drinking. And even if you are having a great time and you're vibing and you're drinking and someone offers you a free glass of champagne, you don't say, okay, well, because it's free, I'm going to drink it. No, like you've had enough. And it doesn't matter if people are pushing things in your face or if things are free, that doesn't change your stance because you have that internal boundary and boundaries are necessary. Boundaries with yourself are necessary in order to live a fulfilling life. Okay. Without boundaries, your life will be chaos. And it's so much more powerful when you put those boundaries in place and not someone else. Okay. Because that shows that you value yourself. And within boundaries is where real freedom lies. So as an elegant woman, I would encourage you to start paying attention to when enough is enough. If you've been on the phone and it's been an hour and a half and you know you have things to do, it's time to end the call. Yes, it's fun. Yes, you know, who doesn't like to indulge? But you know when enough is enough. Your body will tell you. You'll start to feel a little sluggish or a little tired or a little drained and Even if something is fun, your body will say, okay, I think we're done now. And you decide if you listen to that or not. So I encourage you not to go against your body, not to go against yourself. Flow with yourself. And elegance comes within that flow of you guiding yourself with your thoughts, with your feelings, with the Holy Spirit, if you have the Holy Spirit, allowing yourself to say, okay, I agree. Let's do this and not fighting with it. Okay. This will keep you out of trouble. It'll keep you out of overspending and being in debt. It'll keep you out of saying the wrong things in conversations. It'll keep you out of sleeping with someone that you shouldn't be sleeping with. It'll keep you out of overeating and every sort of mistake or indulgence that life has to bring because it's everywhere. So Doing things in moderation can be okay, depending on what it is, but knowing when to stop without someone else having to tell you or force you or admonish you is where true elegance lies. And going in that direction of knowing when enough is enough, I read an article on elegance once. It was a really nice blog and I don't remember who wrote it. It was years ago, but They wrote something about refusal and how true elegance comes within refusal. And that can just mean refusing to do certain things, refusing to have a messy room, refusing to walk around with your nails chipped, refusing to gossip about people, refusing to eat something that you don't want to eat. (laughs) Whatever it is, if you are in a situation where you are uncomfortable or you don't want something, you are refusing it. And it's refusing yourself and refusing other things that come from people or situations. So when you really display elegance, you're in this constant state of refusal. Now, this can seem petty depending on, you know, what it is that you're refusing. And that's not for other people to decide. That's your 
personal decision on whether or not you think something is worth refusing. Okay. Because when you are a woman of elegance and a woman who really knows herself, you may feel like what you're doing is just so contradictory to what the norm is or what other people would totally take advantage of. But for you, it may be in your eyes beneath you. And I'm not saying that in a stuck up way. I'm saying that in a way to say that you don't want it. And something can be beneath you and be totally fine, depending on what everyone else is saying is okay. It might be beneath you to twerk at a party where people are twerking all over each other and acting up and you're just like, no, even if your friends are dragging you on the dance floor, you don't want to. You're, it's a refusal. And it's not to say that you're better than them or that they're beneath you. You're just saying, I do not twerk in public or I'm not twerking in this beautiful gown, whatever it is. It's your choice, right? So feeling strong in your own choices is important. And recently this came up with me in a situation where someone offered me a service that was really promising. Like it sounded really good and it was going to be very low cost to me. And it was almost like this really amazing offer, really. But something within that service, like something that was in the environment, when I went to get the service done and I did not like, I'm just going to make something up. Okay. And this is not what happened, but I'm just going to make it up. Okay. Let's say I met someone who told me that they will give me free massages if I give them an hour of advice per week. Okay. Making it up, but it was something like that, right? Where I do something for you, you do something for me. I'm licensed in this, you're licensed in that. Let's work together. And so I went to this person's establishment and there were cats and I do not like being around cats and I don't want cats around when I'm getting a massage, but Hey, it's free, right? In a sense, it's low cost and it's a really great service. Someone would say, girl, suck it up, close your eyes, get the massage and enjoy it and move on. Who cares? They're not touching you. You don't see them. Enjoy it. Right. For me personally, I do not care that it's a great offer. I'm not interested. I am not comfortable in that environment. Therefore, I'm going to go ahead and refuse. So this is what I mean. It doesn't matter that it's a great offer. Other people may think you're crazy. If you don't want it, you don't do it. And if it doesn't serve you, if you are uncomfortable, if it doesn't meet your requirements on the way or the environment that you want to be in or the lifestyle that you've chosen for yourself, you can refuse it. And it's okay. And that's what I want to encourage you to do because this is something that will help to grow you as a person. And again, I have an entire series on boundaries. If you haven't listened to it here on this podcast, I would encourage you to, especially the one titled boundaries with yourself, because it will shine light on the importance of having boundaries that are unshakable when you really want to be a certain kind of woman and as an elegant woman having boundaries is necessary and refusal, even with yourself, is one of the best ways to enforce personal boundaries. Another way to be a more elegant lady, of course, is to be graceful. Elegant women are graceful women. And this is a special grace. It's not just 
in the way that you walk around. But of course, let's just start there. Walking around in a way that's very fluid and very soft is very elegant. So when you make your way through a room, so it's not even just the way you walk because that's sort of obvious, you know, walking with great posture, walking in a way where you don't look stiff. And this is something that can be practiced through ballet or through different kinds of dance. I mean, there are so many styles of dance all over the world. It's not just ballet. Ballet is amazing because it requires so much strength and so much mental strength. And it requires you isolating certain parts of your body. And you have to just be a very strong person to do ballet. It looks so graceful and so simple, yet it is so unbelievably difficult. And I think that's what makes ballet so amazing. And it does help you with so many different aspects of life, not just dance. And I love ballet, but there's so many types of dances from all over the world that can help you to move in a more elegant way. Okay. And I would encourage you to just start moving your body more because that'll help you to walk in a certain way, to carry yourself in a certain way. And this will help you when you're in an environment where people are watching you, where you really do have to carry yourself in a certain way so that you can give off whatever impression that you need to. Okay. Whether it's for your job or for an events, you don't want to look clumsy. You don't want to look stiff. You don't want to look uncomfortable in your own skin. You want to feel like you can waltz through a room and be fine. And so I definitely would encourage you to look at how you walk. You can record yourself. You can have someone record you. You can just ask yourself, like, do you think that you have an elegant demeanor? about yourself. When an elegant woman walks in, she's able to make her way through a room. And I'm not just talking about walking through a room. I'm talking about walking through a room and smiling at people and saying hello and having a little chat here and a little chat there. Just the confidence in making your way through a party or making your way through a church event. The idea of feeling confident enough in an environment to be graceful, to be sweet, and not to spend too much time in one area, (laughs) giving yourself to the entire event in the way that you want to. Okay. That can mean like short bursts where everyone just gets a little, hi, hello, how are you? And that's it. You know, not these like 25 minute conversations, because let me tell you, when you are a elegant woman, people do want your time. They want to capture you and ask you a million questions. (laughs) And, you know, you can take it as a compliment, but it can be quite draining if everyone wants your time for their own benefit, right? So it is important to learn how to gracefully make your way through a room without having to give too much of yourself. Elegance also requires grace and movement. So just the way that you pick up your glass, the way that you use your fork, the way that you use your pen, the way that you put on your lipstick, just the way that you move your body in general when you're doing anything. If you have a lot of very sharp and clumsy movements, it definitely does make you lose some of that elegance, right? And this is hard if you haven't had role models and other women in your life to look up to and watch how they move. If you don't have a lot of social skills, so maybe you don't have a lot of friends or you didn't really grow up with any siblings or cousins and you don't 
have a lot of skills and just dealing with people like casually, right? You may end up fumbling a lot or spilling things or just clumsy in general with everything because you haven't had the practice. Okay. This requires practice and it's something that can definitely be learned and mastered just like anything in your life. And I want to always impress that upon you. I want to always encourage you to know that no matter what, no matter what, my dear, like even if you are new to everything, everything that you know now as a woman, every single thing that you know now, you learned everything, meaning you can learn anything. Even if this is all new to you or it feels like it's just a lot, you can learn it just like you learned how to read, just like you learned how to drive, just like you learned how to cook, just like you learned how to do your makeup or you learned how to, I don't even know, like clean up your room, whatever it is that you've learned in life, everything you've learned thus far, you did learn. You at some point didn't know how to do it. Okay. And even if it's using your cell phone, okay, we all had to learn everything from scratch. So you can learn how to be elegant from scratch. And one day it won't seem so difficult or it won't seem so complicated because you would have practiced. And that's all that it takes is practice and awareness. So just stay encouraged about that. Now, when you're an elegant woman, everything has to flow. Everything has to be one beautiful, elegant package. And it is very disturbing and confusing when you are elegant on the outside, but your behavior is just really rambunctious or ghetto or ratchet or whatever word you want to use. It doesn't match. And this is actually something that I dealt with quite a bit when I was younger. I remember one time I was driving and I had on really nice clothes and makeup. And, you know, I always put a lot of attention and care into my physical appearance. So I was dressed all nice and I was in the car and I was listening to some really loud gangster rap, like... I had it turned all the way up on the street. And I remember being at a red light and this older gentleman pulls up to me at the red light and he was in a convertible and my window was down, right? And he looked at me and he just shakes his head and he was just like, what are you doing? Like, you're so pretty and you're so like glamorous and elegant looking. Why are you listening to this kind of music? And it was interesting because like I, I was changing the song as he was like saying this, not because he was saying it, but I was already changing the song and I changed it to something else. And he was just like much better. <laughs> and I'll never forget that because I thought it was like, oh my gosh, like this random stranger. And he was an older man. Like he wasn't anyone he was more like someone who could have been my father's age. Like he was looking at me more like as a daughter, like, what are you doing? You know, this doesn't match your image and this doesn't go with you. And he was right. It made no sense. Just the same as if I was in this, and this has actually happened to me as well, where I like was dressed all beautifully and elegantly and in my beautiful silk dress and my makeup and hair and everything. I smell good. And I go to my dad's house and I'm like in this car full of trash. And he's like, what 
is going on? Like, you look so beautiful. Why are you, why is your car so dirty on the outside and on the inside? Like, what is going on with you? And I didn't even really care because I'm like, okay, who cares? My car is dirty, big deal. But he was right. It's like, you are presenting yourself as this gorgeous, elegant woman and you're riding in a car that is full of dirt. Like, why are you doing this? So this is something I would definitely encourage you to pay attention to the idea of making sure that your appearance matches your lifestyle. Okay. And it takes more than just looking elegant. It's really about cultivating a lifestyle of elegance altogether, because no matter what, all that stuff is going to show at some point. Okay. It's going to all unravel and the truth is going to come out. So that's just something to keep in mind. It's also important as an elegant woman to create a positive mindset. As an elegant woman, when you're in conversations or just when you're thinking about things, always focusing on the good, always focusing on the positive. It is such a downer and it's such a unattractive trait when you're talking with someone and you bring up a topic and they just find anything that they can find to put it down or they just find the error in it or the problem and they can't think about the good and they won't say it. And it's such an elegant thing to be able to say something, maybe if something is wrong or something did go wrong, but still bring out the positive aspect of that situation it's a very desirable and beautiful trait. And at the end of the day, it helps you. You're the one that gets to benefit from that shift. And this is coming from someone who really did struggle. I really struggled with being positive. And I remember years ago, before I was able to really master this, I would read all of these books on how to be positive because I just didn't understand like why I was trying and it wasn't working. Like in high school, okay, I'm talking like way back. I liked the idea of being the person who like kept it real. And in order to keep it real, I have to talk about the negative, like the other side, you know, and people who were really positive, I just felt were being fake. Like they're so chipper. It's like, how do you not realize the other side of this? And why are you not acknowledging it? Right. And I did not see or know that you can really live a lifestyle where that's your default. Like your positivity is your default and not positivity in a way where you're not recognizing challenges, but your mind doesn't go there first. And even if it does go there, it doesn't stay there. It goes, it acknowledges and it moves on. And that's something I had to reprogram my mind to do. And it made me a much more beautiful, elegant woman when I started becoming that way, because all of a sudden I felt like I was just overall happier as a person, right? And when I would talk to other people who were very negative, I would recognize it and it would be like a jolt. It would hit me so hard because it would just be so uh, disturbing, right? It's like, why are you being so negative? And I realized, oh my gosh, I used to be like this. So this person can change too if they want to. I will tell you though, the one of the main ways I was able to change this particular trait of mine, because again, this was something that I really struggled with, was when I was born again. Okay. When I got into the kingdom of God, 
that is when this really changed. And that's only because I have the Holy Spirit. When you are in the kingdom of God, you have the Holy Spirit. You have God inside of you, literally. I'm not talking about like figuratively. You have God in your mind, in your heart. No, he's in your body. He's inside of you. And when you have God inside of you, you have you have help. You have God as a spirit inside of your spirit to where when things are challenging for you, he's able to guide you and to help you shift your mentality in a way where you would not have been able to do it on your own. And that's one of the most beautiful things that I love about being in the kingdom of God and having the Holy Spirit is this transformation of my mindset because it changed everything about my life. So many things about my life that I have now and that I am now as a woman, I would have never thought that I would be or have because I just never thought it was possible for me, really. I just didn't see how I could get from where I was to where I am now. And a lot of what I have now internally, like the traits that I have and the things that I have, the things that I've accomplished are really as a result of my mindset changing. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to permanently change in a way where your default is a complete opposite of what it used to be. So this is not something that's easy. I'm saying it like, oh, change your mindset. And when everyone says that, oh, you just gotta, you just gotta be positive. Well, it's very hard to just be positive. It is. You do need help. You do need help. And the only help that was worth it to me in terms of like actually working was when I was born again, when I accepted Jesus in terms of truly being in the kingdom of God and allowing God to rule my life. That's when I was able to overcome this because I really do think this is a spiritual issue. It's something that the enemy tries to put inside of you to try to ruin you and make you think that things cannot happen for you. And it's a lie. It's a lie. And it can be changed. And it all depends on your willingness to overcome and your desire to be a different kind of woman. But having a positive mindset is one of the most elegant things that you can do as a woman. And the last thing we'll talk about today in terms of being elegant, and there will be a part four to this. So definitely tune in. I do have a little bit more to say about this. <laughs> but another way that you can be more elegant is just having an elegant environment. Okay, allowing your setting wherever you are to be elegant. And this is your environment in terms of every place at your footsteps. Okay, from your home to your office to your car to the places that you go. And I encourage you just try to go to new places. And especially if you live in a place where you just don't like the environment, maybe you live with people who are always yelling, people who are negative and nasty or demeaning or narcissistic, and the list goes on of the kinds of people who you may just not be able to get away from. You can place yourself in an elegant environment. You can do this just by Googling areas that are nearby that are beautiful, like certain malls or certain stores. And it just changes the way you feel. Okay. If you decide today that you're going to go to a luxury store, like a Chanel store, a Louis Vuitton store, you walk in there and you just feel different because 
elegance is everywhere. Everything is clean. Everything looks plush. The people there speak in a certain way. You may get a glass of champagne handed to you. You are treated in a certain way with class and with respect. All the elegance around you will lift your spirits and help you just to feel different, help you to feel more elegant. And that's why people do everything that they do. That's why people buy certain things. That's why people eat at certain restaurants. That's why people travel to certain places. They want to feel something, right? They want to feel like they are something because we are all the same. It doesn't matter if you live in South side of Chicago, if you live in a hut in Uganda, I'm always talking about Uganda. I've never even been to Uganda. I just like Uganda. But let's say you live in a hut in Ghana or in a village in Tanzania, right? It doesn't matter where you live. We're all the same. All of us are exactly the same as people. We were all made the same and we are all the same. The only difference is our environments and our environments and the things that we get from our environments is what makes us feel like we're different, makes us feel more elegant, more special, more privileged, right? It's just a feeling that we get based on the things that we're able to experience. But we, as actual people, are all the same people, just placed in different situations. And so you're not better than anyone just because you're able to afford something. You're not. But I'm saying that to say, if you are in one of those types of situations where you are in a place where you don't feel like you can be elegant because of your environment, you can take yourself out of that environment and go to a place where people who believe that they are certain kind of people go And immediately by being there, you will expose yourself to environments that make you feel better or make you feel like an elegant woman. And eventually, if you desire it, one day you can make those places your places, places where you shop and you can afford to be or you can experience food from those places or a vacation in those places. And I'll tell you this, even if you can't go, then don't go, but you can still imagine, you can still watch movies or go on certain Instagram pages that have like travel destinations and picture yourself in elegance, picture yourself in a beautiful outfit, laying on the beach, drinking a Mai Tai or whatever, right? Just imagine yourself there. And that mental stimulation can also just make you feel better and help put you in a place where you start to believe that this can be for you and adopt the things that I'm talking about. And it's a wonderful thing. It's something I've done so much in my life. I mean, before I went to my favorite place ever, which is Paris, I used to always like think about being there. And I had pictures like on my screen, um, my screensaver on my computer and little pictures everywhere of like different little cute things in Paris. And I used to think about being there. And one day, I mean, I knew one day I would eventually go to Paris eventually. And eventually I did go to Paris and it was like funny because now when I think about Paris, even though I've been there, when I think about Paris, my mind still goes to the images I created before going there. It doesn't even actually think about 
what it was like when I was there because I made it so real for myself that I almost tricked my mind to believe that I had already experienced it. So mentally, although I've been there, I don't necessarily like remember so much about it as much as I remember the images and the scenarios that I created in my mind. And that's how powerful your mind is. You know, you can travel through images and through imagery that you create in your mind. It's a beautiful thing. And I encourage you to do that if you cannot be in these situations because of where you live or because of where you are um, with financially and that sort of thing. But all these things are important in helping you to be a more elegant woman is being in an environment that is elegant. And if you can, if you're able to, then yeah, do a room makeover. Do a house makeover, do a car makeover, do a office makeover, change things around and help yourself to be in a place that matches the kind of woman that you actually want to be and not just whatever you were given, the bare minimum, the basics. Okay. Just curate it. It could be the simplest thing, the simple black and white, black and white are the most simple, elegant colors and everything can be black and white. And I guarantee your place would look stunning. Okay. But just having some order, having some attention to detail and just starting somewhere is what's going to get you there. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you're someone who enjoys being an elegant woman and you love smelling good and wearing fine fragrances, I encourage you to visit fineforever.com and look around and see if you would like to purchase a fragrance from the collection. We have a new collection out called the Faith Collection, and there's two fragrances that are beautiful, elegant fragrances. They're fragrances for a sophisticated, elegant lady that likes to be out. So they're very outdoor fragrances, very bright. Mustard seed is a very bright, light, elegant, sort of like beachy and gardeny kind of fragrance. <laughs> Just think outdoors and sunshine. It's a, it's a sunshine fragrance. And Silent Storm is more of a sophisticated, sweet scent. So it's not so sweet. It's not sugary. It's not like teenager sweet, but it's more of like a classy, sophisticated woman who wants to smell like candy. And that's how I would describe it. So Silent Storm is more of that sort of fragrance, but they're both beautiful, fine fragrances that will definitely elevate any outfit you're in, any mood that you want to conjure up. It will definitely take you there. So visit findforever.com and look around. And if you would like to follow me on my social media platforms, you can follow me at Dr. Michelle Daff on Instagram and at a feminine impression on Instagram. And always let me know, you know, let me know how you like these podcasts. Definitely share them. Okay. Share them with your people. It definitely helps me when you're able to share my content and I'm able to have a bigger support here on this platform. I love you ladies so much. And I encourage you to try this week to incorporate some elegance into your life and just to feel like a different kind of woman, the woman that God created you to be. Have a beautiful day. And until next time, remember that in all things you do, 
make a feminine impression. Bye-bye.